Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 235. Yeah. And it's going to be a theme episode. And it's going to be next level, practical, awesome, because this is what we love to do. Yeah, we're talking about garage sales today. And garage sales are, um, if it's not necessarily the bread and butter, which for me it is, um, and I know a lot of people make more money, retail arbitrage and stuff, maybe Orlando included. However... Man, garage sales is where the hunt is. It's where the most excitement is. You know, you walk into a thrift store and you can get some great finds, but the haggle isn't there. And and it's more set in stone of like, all right, here's the shoe section. Here's the this section. You go on garage sales, you've got no idea, right? You're pulling up and you're digging through boxes and you get to interact with people and hear cool stories. And I tell you what, some of the best deals I've ever had have come from garage sales. So today we're going to be talking about tips and tricks to make sure that you make way more money this garage sale season um, because it's coming. Honestly, if I can a garage sale, I'd be out of reselling. Yeah, I think so. Seriously, that's how much I love it. And we're titling this Making More Money at Garage Sales 2.0. Now, whatever title Mike comes up with for the YouTube, it's a whole different story. But we've done this way back. If you go to like episode 36 and we've learned a lot since that time and there's some things that have stayed the same. So I broke this up into three parts. One, before you hit the road. Second, at the garage sales. And three, when you're on the road, right? In between stops and at the end. Now, before we get into it, though, right off the bat, I just want to say, let us know in the comments below. Uh, what are what do you like about garage sales? Do you love garage sales? What have been your big garage sale finds? Is it garage sale season where you're at? You know, let us know because uh, we want to hear what you're going through, what things are like for you. Uh, we would love to hear some of your big hustles at garage sales. So in the comments below, just let us know about garage sales in your area, how you're doing with them. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you struggle with negotiations? What do you need to to learn to improve? So let us know in the comments below. And also make sure to hit the like and subscribe button uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and make sure to hit that notification button. If you hit that notification button, you'll get an email or a notification of whatever kind when we post new content. Otherwise, you won't know. And uh, we've got a lot of new content that's been going up on YouTube. So if you just listen to our podcast, keep doing that. We love to be in your ear sockets uh, while you're driving in the car or, you know, listing or whatever you're doing. Uh, but we're dropping more content on YouTube that are just like little 10, 15 minute videos, uh, specifically, you know, set to one thing. Uh, so check us out, make sure to like subscribe and hit that notification button. All right. So the very first thing you need to do to be successful, if you don't do this, I guarantee you will not reach maximum profit levels is research. Oh, so nerdy. Well, yeah, but you know, this is one of the things where, when you're first kind of like on the side, you know, just doing this or I remember when I first started doing this, it was more of just cool things I could pick up for the house. Right. But when you're starting to do it for reselling, you want to make a plan. So tell me a little bit about your researching and I'll start. Well, there's a lot that kind of goes into to research. And I'm sure there's a lot that we're going to talk about, like going into it. Uh, so are we talking specifically like. Uh, going on Craigslist, looking at what okay. route to take, all that good stuff. Right. So we're assuming at this point you, you got your feet wet. You understand a little bit about like what items sell, what's doing well. You're not doing necessarily that research. So yeah. So uh, the thing that I like to do is save time, right? And one of the best ways to save time is to have a, uh, a, a Google document or a Microsoft Word document or something ready with keywords already ready that you're going to search for. And I love to go on uh Craigslist or Yard Sale Treasure Map, even uh, though no, that's no more. gone. Uh, so, you know, go on Craigslist, go on Facebook Marketplace. And uh, the first thing I typically do is just see how many garage sales are in my area for uh, a weekend, right? That kind of gives me an idea of, am I going to garage sales this weekend or am I going to maybe 
plan something else. Uh, so I look to see how many, then I see, is there a concentrated area, right? So maybe it's a specific area where there's a lot of them. Then I'm going to type in for me, some of the big keywords I'm going to type in is neighborhood, community, and rummage, right? Those are just three at the top. There's others that I put in, but, um, you know, I'm not going to give those away for free, but I type those in <laughs> because, uh, it lets me know if there's a neighborhood garage sale, it might only show up as one or two blips on a map, but it might be 20 or 30 houses, mm -hmm. right? So you might just, if you're just looking at a map, right? Cause you can change the, the Craigslist to the, to map setting, which I always do just to kind of get a visual of where they're at. Um, you might not see very many in an area, but if it's a neighborhood garage sale, uh, then you're going to be good to go. And then I know Orlando's probably going to talk about keywords, looking for certain items. But the other thing that I'll do is, especially if it's a neighborhood garage sale, or community garage sale. I'm going to look at the neighborhood. I'm going to Google map it and I'm just going to quickly look through and say, are these really nice houses? Are these, does it look like it's an affluent neighborhood? And if you're familiar with the area, you might already know, but a lot of times I see, oh sweet, a 30 house uh, neighborhood sale. And then you go and uh, I've not had luck at like mobile home garage sales. I see. I have. See, have you? I was going to talk about this. So, and I'll talk about the other keyword stuff, but you bring up something interesting because I hear this a lot and I think there's different ways to look at it. So when I look at neighborhoods, I used to just go, Hey, I'm going to go to the affluent neighborhoods and one with money. But here's the thing you got to see. I mean, if you want to really dig into the research, you got to see what are the occupations of the individuals that live there. Which oh my is, goodness. So we're going to cyber stock, which, is, which is super research. I'm not saying do that. What I'm telling yeah, you is don't this, do that much research. You may go into a neighborhood and they may be house rich, but inventory poor. So you'll go in and they put all their money into this house and everything that's on their yard or, you know, in their driveway is Walmart, home goods, target, you know, it, it's all that stuff, which no offense. I mean, it's all good. I mean, I buy some of that stuff still because I'm not a big fan of buying really expensive furniture and so on, except for my my leather sofa, which I eventually will get a new one. But outside of that, you know, you got to be careful because you may have the wrong impression. Now, there are certain neighbors in, in, in I almost said one of them, which is fine. Like, let's say it's La Jolla in San Diego. No matter what, La Jolla is a nice neighborhood and there's a lot of money in La Jolla. But there's other neighborhoods in San Diego that you may go, wow, these houses are really, you know, nice. And I've been to those neighborhoods. And they've had nothing. Now, mobile home parks, there's two ways you can look at it. One, you could look at it that there's a lot of people that don't have money and they're trying to, you know, they're building their families and, and they're trying to find a, a way, you know, to build wealth while not paying for much as for rent or home ownership. Or you could look at it the other way. There's a way I see it is there's a lot of people that retire. Right. And they want to have the mobility to go where they want. They don't want to have to pay on a mortgage anymore. They may be doing a, a reverse mortgage on their previous house, whatever it may be. And they've decided to move into a mobile home park and there's a lot of money to be made. And so I've had some good scores in mobile home park. So I think you just got to do your research over time. As you do more garage sales, you begin to develop a knowledge of like, OK, I've been to this neighborhood. I'm not going to go here again. Yeah, well, it's good. Right? It's true. So let me talk about keywords real quick. There's two ways to do it. So Mike, do you base where you go on distance or what inventory there is? So it depends. So um, it's 90% of the time it's going to be distance, right? I'm looking for the shortest route because I, I go earlier than, than you do typically. That is true. Right. Like, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to all the six o'clock garage sales that start at 6am, which means I'm wanting to be at two or three of those by like 530. Right. So I want to find those. And then I'm going to say, okay, which one start at seven? Cause I want to make sure I get to those. Cause I want to be the early bird at as many garage sales as possible. Now, if I put in a keyword, 
let's say I put in, you know, uh, widget A and widget A is worth a ton of money for me. And I'm, that's one of my, my hot things that I want to get. So maybe it's Harley for Orlando and, you know, board games for me or something. And I see that and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's, there's a, a sale, like my department 56 hall that I got. I didn't even, I wasn't even looking for it. I was late to this garage sale. And I, as I was going through like uh, Craigslist, I saw an ad that said department 56 in it. Well, had I have looked for department 56 as one of my keywords, I would have been an early bird there, mm-hmm. right? So I would have maybe skipped other garage sales that started earlier to make sure that I was at that one first thing in the morning. So I do the other way. I'm willing to drive far, right? Because I hate getting up in the mornings. I'll do it. Like the amount of money you can make in garage sales is totally worth it for me. But if, you know, if I'm able to, if something, if I type in Harley and I see that there's going to be a ton of Harley, I'll drop all the other garage sales and I'll go to that one first. Even if it's later in the day, I'll make sure that I'm there early for that one. Right. Or if it's, you know, some other keywords that we throw out Harley because everybody knows about Harley, but there's certain keywords that Mike and I, uh, you know, will use based on what we sell. And I'm willing to skip other garage sales because I'll make enough money on that one haul than if I went to all these other ones. So it all depends on how you want to do things, right? Because, for example, back in the day when there used to be things called neighborhood or community yard sales, I don't know when those are coming back, but hopefully one day, you know, one may have started at 8 a.m. and there might have been some other garage sales on my route, but I wanted to make sure I got to that one on time. And so I would skip all the other ones and I'd go to those after. Right. So you got to find what works for you. But research is key. Now, Mike had mentioned earlier how there's no yard sale treasure map to be able to track where you go. So two options. I mentioned this before. You can either use Route Excel, right, which is an option, which I think it's a foreign company, but I, I've used it. But you can only get up to, I think, 10 free. And then there's MapQuest Route Planner. There's a bunch of ads on the website, but it works. And that will allow you to find the shortest route or the fastest route, whichever one you want to find. But it's been really helpful. And I would say if you're going to a community or a yard sale, do that because you can spend, unless you're going to a garage sale with someone else who can be like your navigator, you don't want to spend a bunch of time trying to find where things are because when you're out there, and we'll talk about this about when, when you're on the road, when you're on the road, you don't want to be stuck in a, in a way where you're losing a bunch of time because you're freestyling and just looking for like the arrows. Like you want to know where things are at. So that is the research component. And by the way, sometimes it doesn't hurt to contact people the day before and go, hey, listen, I saw some of your items there. Would it be okay if I stopped by? Right? Maybe take a look. I, I'd be interested in buying some of it. And sometimes you you probably will pay up more than if you just showed up at the garage sale. But it's worth it to you because no competition and you can have a nice haul. And I've done that. Remember that one garage sale that you went to and you're like, wait, did you go here the day before? Mm. Right. And it's because I contacted them before and I cleaned up. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, but it's all right. Happens. It's all right. Okay. Are we still friends? Uh, maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Next, make sure you have the right cash. How do you break down your cash? Yeah. So um, I always just have a, a wallet with cash in it and I organize the wallet. It's got, I purposely got one that has three like, like slits in it, three like compartments. And one of them is my big bills. So my twenties go in there. Uh, one of them is my tens and fives. And then the the third one is all my ones. Right. So that way it's really, really easy. There's a small little pocket, which I keep like six quarters in just in oh, case, really? right. Just okay. in case. Cause sometimes people are like 25 cents for that. And I don't want to wait for change. And a lot of times that's why we're talking about having the right cash, because there are times when I go through, I burn through all of my small bills 
And if I don't have time, because you can't always just go to an ATM and get out ones, right? So then I'm like, all right, in the morning, I'm taking a 20 to a, a gas station. I'm buying something small so that I can get some ones. And I want to get as many ones and fives as I can get. Because if you're at a garage sale, especially if you're early and all you do is hand them a 20, they might not have thought through and have enough of the the cash to give you as, as, and I've even had people say, no, I can't, like, I don't have enough to break this right now. You can have to wait a little bit. Um, you can or you can buy so more stuff. much time. I've waited 20 minutes for change before. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. So uh, the moral of the story is just make sure you have it. And then the best, the best thing to do is just, I mean, businesses call it petty cash and then they just replenish petty cash. So uh, they have like a, you know, whatever it is, like $300 petty cash envelope or whatever that they send people with. And if somebody spends $46 of that, then they take it out of the account, put it back in. And then the petty cash always stays at 300, right? So it's a good idea to just kind of treat it like that, like you're a business and just have a certain amount of cash. And so at the end of the garage sale, then you can go to a bank before that next week, right? So maybe like Monday or Tuesday is your bank day and you just take out the cash you need to get. So that way your petty cash, your, your garage sale cash is ready to go. Yes. Make sure you do it the day before. You don't want to waste earlier. time going going to the bank, and you don't want to. You know, in the morning, the morning's so unpredictable. Sometimes you don't want to. You know, you might go and there might be a line at the ATM. Like you don't want to waste that time. Now, the other thing I'll add to this is, I would keep cash in two different spots. So, for example, when I go, you know, I don't want to show how much cash I have sometimes because what if you know I buy like two pieces right and I get a really good deal and then they see my wad of cash and they see I have a bunch of twenties. Right. If I see something else, they know how much money I have at that moment. Right. So I'll keep I'll keep my larger bills in a separate compartment and I'll keep my smaller bills in a separate place. So whether it's, you know, you wear cargo shorts or you wear basketball shorts or whatever, you keep some of the cash in your car. Uh, you want to be careful how much cash you flash. So be aware yeah, of that. Don't flash cash. <laughs> don't flash cash. All right. Next is make sure your car is ready. You don't want to spend time, you know, rearranging stuff. You know, oh, no. What if you get a, a ton of items and you can't put your seats down because you have <laughs> your thrifting from the day before still in the back seat? Yeah. Uh, you, you want to make sure that your car is is good to go. Right. And not only, you know, the space, but you want to make sure you're gassed up. You don't want to go and then realize I need to get gas because what if there's a line at the gas station? What if the pump is down? Yeah. What if you're in an area and the nearest gas station is 20 miles away? Yeah. And you can't, you can't predict everything. Obviously do the things that are in your control. Make sure you have a couple totes in your car to keep small things from rolling around, stuff like that. Uh, gas is a good one. I, I think I told the story, you know, a year or two ago on the podcast where I parked outside of a neighborhood garage sale, like a half hour before it opened, I drove through and, and everyone was like still setting up and they wouldn't let me look at stuff. So I'm sitting waiting for a little bit and I go to start the car and the car was literally dead. The, oh, the, the battery died and I was just stuck. Yeah, so, um, so you can't predict everything, but you can control the things that you can control. So yeah, have your car ready to go and, um, you'll be, you'll be happier. Good. All right. Next, make sure you are ready to go. That means get a good night's sleep, which is the one I struggle with. But I would say if you, you know, whatever your limit is, like if I have six hours of sleep, I'm good. If it's less than six and things get kind of sketchy. Right. And so, Make sure you get a good night's sleep. Now, it depends how old you are. In my 20s, I could go on three hours, but, you know, just got to be careful. All right. Make sure you have a good breakfast. You don't want to be hungry in the middle of your hour or take breakfast with you. But don't right? drink too much water. That's my my trick really? is <laughs> I literally pretty much dehydrate before I go because it is so hard to find a bathroom when you're out 
garage selling. You do not want to go find a retail place or a gas station with an open bathroom, especially, especially during right COVID. Now. Yeah, like, it's really it's no such thing as public restrooms in California. Yeah, so I I I, I make sure that I don't because I I if I drink a bunch of water in the morning because I drink well over a gallon of water a day, and so it's going to be a nightmare. So just things like that, right? Be smart with going out and 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 make sure that you know. Eat some food, but don't drink so much water that you're wasting a half hour trying to find a bathroom. Yeah. So before I go in the mornings, the night before, I make sure I have my Diet Dew cup ready to go by the door. I have my route all planned out by the door. I have my mic for my Instagram stories, which you don't need to go to garage sales. I have my cash ready to go. I have every single item because in the morning, you don't want to be fumbling around. You want to just, you know, if if you get up early enough, which I, I think Mike does, you get up early enough take a nice shower, you take your sweet time, drinking coffee, whatever it is, you want to be ready to go. If you're a person like me that like, I, I just can't do that. I just roll out of bed and I go, you want to make sure everything's ready to roll. Yeah. Which is our next part, which is waking up early. And, um, you know, the best thing to do is what I do. Cause obviously it's the best. Hey, I get up early, but just not kidding. as early as you, uh, but I get up at four, I do a workout and then I get ready to go and I'm out the door well before most people are getting up, right? So I'm already fresh. I'm good. I'm solid. Uh, and, and I'm not, cause that, that's the worst is when you're rushing out the door and you forget something, right? That's happened to me many times left my wallet or I left whatever it is. I, my, my phone, uh, didn't charge last night and I did yes, didn't bring my charger. Have thing. your phone charged. I mean, you should have a charger in your car, but make sure it's charged. So, so good. I, I got to tell you, waking up early is the best deals. Now you have seen me, maybe if you watch, you know, follow us on, on social media, on Instagram, I do wake up early and still have scores, but I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure I'm missing on a lot of money those days that I wake up late because the best deals are early. And here's the thing you may see on a post that says no early birds. You can still push it a little bit. Yeah. You can still, you know, if it's 6am, you can go 545, right? You can go a little, you got to, you got to test the waters a little bit. Okay. And we know this because in San Diego, we have people that literally will knock on doors like an hour before a garage sale opens. Like there are people when we have neighborhood sales that will sleep in their cars the night before. I'm not saying do that, but that does. Have, have you seen mm. that? Yeah. I've actually, it's just, hardcore, man. I actually just thought of, uh, so sometimes I think of like really messed up things you can do to your competition and I would <laughs> never do any of them Okay, um, because I'm not like that. But, um, so I, I actually went one time to a, it was an estate sale and it was supposed to start and it told like what, what time to get there. And then it said like on the thing, like knock on the red door or whatever. And I get there and I'm like 20 minutes early. I'm standing there, like five other resellers come. They're all kind of waiting in line. And we're all like, there's nobody here. Like there's, it doesn't look like there's an estate sale happening. And so finally, like one of them's like, that's it. I'm going to like knocked on the door and some guy opened it and he's like, what? And he's like, I'm here for the estate sale. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like somebody made a fake ad. Nice. Right. But, uh, so yeah, you got to be careful um, because yeah, sometimes there's garage sale postings that, that they're not real. Like you get there and there's just nothing happening. Or it's much smaller than you expect. Uh, so, but uh, you know, I'm sure there are some pretty messed up people out there who make a grand garage sale and they just know not to go to that one and they're getting their competition off their back. That's Isn't pretty, that brutal? I think that just takes too much effort. Yes. That's it is brutal. brutal. I mean, I did last Saturday show up somewhere and there's no garage sale. Yeah, that somebody made a fake ad no, to either mess with the people no. who live there. Maybe they slept in and forgot. I'm going to give people <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. All right, hey, before we move on to our ne next point, hey, want to talk to you guys about AmericanBubbleBoy.com. If you've seen us post this on Instagram, we just uh, shared this past week about their Insta packs and their bubble wrap, and it's so good. And it's such a good deal. 700 square feet 
of bubble wrap, right? You get about, you know, what is that? It's four foot roll. It's a huge roll and allows you to pack those larger items. You can get the smaller rolls. That large roll is $39.99 with free two-day shipping. Sometimes it's next day, depending on where you are, uh, based on their warehouses, which they're growing and getting new warehouses. And so we have a link below. If you go directly through that link, you'll get this bubble wrap and a bunch of other items for cheaper than you would if you went through Amazon. Yeah, so definitely use this link. It, it, it helps us out and then it lets them know that that you know we sent you. Uh, but But the thing is like, I, I believe in Bubble Boy so much at this point, like how good their product has been. Are you getting a tattoo? No, I'm not okay. getting a tattoo, but I tell you what, like this is the kind of company where if they go public, I know they're small, but they're they're such an amazing organization. If they go public, I'm getting in on stock ASAP because mm-hmm. I see American Bubble Boy going places and you guys might be one of those people saying, I was buying from American Bubble Boy back when I heard him from Pierre Podcast in 2021 and now look at him, right? So you want to be getting these deals because American Bubble Boy... Great deals, great product. Use our link. Thank you so much. Yes, and make sure you tag us. I would love it if you tagged us on social media. And so, you know, we can let other people know about American Bubble Boy on social media. So thank you. All right, now we get to the nitty gritty of when we get to the garage sale. Now, I know we skipped a lot. So if there's anything that we missed or things you think we should think about, comment below. Put in the comments. All right, very first thing you need to do 100% every single time is you have to be friendly to greet people. Hey, good morning. How are things going? I mean, you could, you know, even if you don't like small talk, practice this at home, right? Just use the same phrase at every single garage sale. Like, what are the odds that people are going to be like, oh yeah, you said the same thing to the guy before. Like, that's not going to happen. Mine's, my lines are always like, good morning. How's the morning? Or if it's cold, like, wow, it's kind of cold. Like, is this San Diego? I mean, you know, the different lines are. Yeah. Have you had your coffee yet? Because man, because a lot of times they're like pouring coffee yeah, and getting yeah. it ready and be like, man, I, I, I forgot my coffee this morning or yeah, I've already had mine. Cause man, it is a cold day, right? Yeah, like little things like that. It, it warms them up to you. And then they don't see you as, as, as like a, a predator, right? Cause that's the thing <laughs> is, is, is when, when you're going to a garage sale, like most people selling at garage sales, they're just, you know, want to make a little bit of money, yep. want to sell their stuff. And I've done it. I've had garage sales and some people come in and they're just like vultures and oh, you just I feel agree. like they, they're they're trying to take, you almost get overwhelmed. Like they're just looking at all your stuff. How much for this? How much for this? And you're just like, well, I want to make money, but you're like, but the moment someone comes there friendly, it, it helps. It, it, it creates a bond. Like even though it's a small one, but they don't feel like you're just there to like take money from them. And even when you tell them like, Hey, I'm a reseller. They don't see you as that aggressive person. That's just like how much, how much. And one line I like using all the time is, Wow, you guys must have already gotten swamped. And the reason I use that is because one, it breaks ice. Mm. Two, you're able to see how much time should I spend here, mm. right? Because yeah, if they, they're like, yeah, man, people cleared us out like two hours ago. Yeah, you know that you better do a quick scan yeah. and move on, right? Because I mean, they're not going to be like that guy that makes fake garage sale ads to throw you off. Okay, they're just gonna they're gonna say, yeah, man, all kinds of people were there. It's kind of crazy. Now it can hurt you a little bit because then you find out about all the good stuff you missed out on. So I get that part because that happens to me a lot, but definitely break the ice. Definitely be friendly. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It's always good. I mean, if you catch one of our podcasts, how to win friends and influence people, we talk about this. So check that out. I don't know what episode that is in the 100 somewhere. Yeah. Another good one. Another quick thing you could do, especially if there's like kid toys or kid things out there. A lot of times there's an emotional attachment when people are getting rid of kid stuff. And maybe you're not even looking to get kid toys or kid things, but you can connect with them on that level by saying like, oh, my son loved this. Or did your kids like these things? My kid grew out of them, you know, because then they see you as again, a person, right? Like, oh, you've got kids too. So they don't 
feel because I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people where I try and buy, you know, toys or something and you can tell there's this emotional thing happening where it's yeah. like, oh man, like it's so hard getting rid of these puzzles or getting rid of, because you could tell that there's a connection. But when, again, when, when they know, oh, he's got a kid too. And you know, how old's your kid? And it, it helps to make you a human, right? That's good. All right. Now, when you see items, okay, you don't want to be emotional, right? You don't want to go like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, like you, you don't want to do that, all this. Now, one way you can show that you're being emotional without intending to is if you grab something, you just hold on to it and you're just carrying it the entire time, right? Now, there's risk involved. So you got to, you know, you got to see the layout of the land. If there's a bunch of resellers, a bunch of people there, and there's something really valuable, then you got to scoop it. You, you don't have a choice. It, yeah. Okay. But usually when that happens, when I find something valuable, I try to find other stuff I can bundle it with. Mm. And I may not even buy the other stuff. So I may pick up something super valuable and I'll pick up a bunch of other stuff and I'll tell the person, hey, can I just set this on the side? I'm planning on buying this stuff. Right. And you put it on the side and you sit, then you don't have to worry about it. Right. Now, on top of that, you want to make sure that if you can, instead of just saying, hey, how much for this or how much for this, you don't want to do that because what ends up happening, you're going to be paying more, right? Where if you just start putting a bundle together, chances that you're going to get a better price are far better, right? And especially if it's a garage sale, they're just trying to offload inventory. It's one of the best ways. Now, when you bundle all this stuff together, Okay, you you put it to the side, right? You already picked up everything you want. Do you want to add anything else here? It seems like you're thinking. Yeah, well, are you about to move on to the next part? I am. Yeah, I, yeah, I have something I want to add to this. So um, one key that I have for researching, because a lot of times I'm not 100% sure how much something's worth. I'm still look up comps on a lot of items. Mm -hmm. So I'll look at an item and I'll remember a couple of key details on it. And I'll walk away from that item and look at something else. Sometimes pick up the other thing. So let's say I'm looking at a a baseball glove and I'm like, okay, what's the brand on this? Then I walk over to something else and I pick up, I don't know, a teddy bear. And then I do my eBay research on the baseball glove while I'm holding the teddy bear. Correct. That's right. Good. Because then they're not thinking, Ooh, he really wants this. He's looking it up. How much is it? Cause then I can say like, how much for the teddy bear? And they say, okay, you know, put it down. And then I can go over and I can grab the, the glove at another time and put it in my bundle. Or just, if that's the only thing I want there, I'm like, well, how much, what about this? Right. Because they don't think you've already done the research and like, you know, your eyes haven't lit up because it's worth a whole bunch while you're holding on to it. So yeah, a lot of times it's good to walk away from the item before you research it. Mm -hmm. And we get this question a lot. I get this a lot on Instagram when I show Instagram stories at Garage Tells. Do you take out your phone? I do every single time right in front of the person. Now, is there a chance that they're going to look over and gonna be like, oh, how much is it going for on eBay? Yeah, it does. And that's okay still. Because again, you always want to share your reseller if the opportunity happens. It's very rare that you're going to lose money on a deal by saying you're a reseller. Because what's happened is I've had somebody go like, oh, what's it going for on eBay? I'm like, oh, it's actually going for this much. And, you know, for me to make good profit, I probably need to be at this number. Right. And it allows you to open up or you can say, yeah, I'm a reseller. Do you have any other items you're willing to sell? And then you're able to get more. Or sometimes they'll say, you know what? I got a bunch of stuff in the garage I want to get rid of. You know, let, let's go back there. I mean, I've had that happen so many times. So don't be afraid to take out your phone and look stuff up. Now, I wouldn't be blatant in front of the, <laughs> the garage sale owner and look, yeah, look get away up. with it if you can. Right. Um, one thing, though, like I was at a garage sale like a couple weekends ago and I was actually pretty impressed by another reseller, younger guy. And I was a little angry at first because um, he was standing by a table and he was like talking to a lady. And I walked up and I couldn't sit behind him and I grabbed an item and he turned around. I was like, oh, no, no, bro, I'm buying that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man. And I could have been in China, like, well, you're not holding it, but he's obviously already having a conversation with this lady. And I'm probably not going to win friends by being like, too bad, I've got it. So not necessarily win friends with him, but with the person. Well, you probably wouldn't get a good deal. Right. If you exactly. come off like a jerk, it's yeah, not no. going to work against you. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to work against you. So I'm looking around at other things and I'm listening to her talk to her. And 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 he was willing to say he was a reseller because she was like, you know, well, I, I would do this much. And he's like, yeah, you could probably do that on, on eBay. And this is how you sell them on eBay. But here's some of the problems with eBay. And he started going through like, you know, the listing. It could take a while. And I said, but you could ship it. And and you have the boxes. If you sold things on eBay before fork sometimes if you if, if you don't already have rate and he went on an explanation and i'm already leaving the garage sale and he's still talking to her about it and sure enough he got the deal nice. right and so when i first started i was afraid to do that and i would have been willing to do that too but it was kind of cool seeing somebody else do it mm-hmm. you know it was like mm-hmm. cool like all right like like this guy's some serious competition he knows what he's doing but it also kind of reaffirms the fact that we're doing the right thing. Like this isn't, this isn't some secret that we have. Like these are just best practices that a lot of resellers so use. tough to get over that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike, in your early days, you kind of were like, do I take out my phone? I don't yeah. want to tell anybody. Yeah. I was very, I was very hesitant because I didn't want to offend people. I've grown a lot thicker skin since then. I really don't care about offending people anymore. But my, my fear was like, what if I upset this person that, what if they, if they think I'm a reseller or what if I don't get as good of a deal or what if, so I had a lot of what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. And then I had to get out of my own head and say, well, who cares? Right? Like I can't, ca- I can't care what they think about me. I'm going to do everything in my control. Like we talked about before, I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to work negotiations. But if they end up thinking that I'm a terrible, awful human being because I resell items on eBay, I can't control that. So I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. So it, it's tough. I will say it's tough. I and mean, it never happens. Like rarely Rarely does it hurt you. I mean, in the beginnings, I struggled with it. You know what I mean? And, and by the time we started doing the podcast, I already was seasoned in it, so it didn't bother me, right? But if we started this podcast, you know, five years ago, it's been about three years, right? Yeah, we're almost up to three years now. That's crazy. All right. So let's say I started five, six, seven years ago. I would have probably given different advice. I would have said, you know, make sure they don't see you, go off to the side. It's changed. Right. For me, it's like, it's okay. Everybody has their phones. Like people are texting, they're on social media. So don't let that scare you. Now let's talk about the negotiation and we're probably going to, I don't know if we'll have a full episode. We may have a YouTube video. I don't, we'll have to do something on negotiation in the future, but let me give you just some basics. The first part is that every dollar counts. And I know we're going to get comments and I get stuff. Man, TikTok, people are savages on TikTok. Yeah. Just remember, we, we just said we have thick skin. So say whatever you want to say in the comments. But we're going to haggle down to the lowest price possible. Here's the thing. I I heard this saying and and it literally like it's going to stick with me. This is my quote of the week. Okay. You can set the price, but the market determines the value. Correct. And so somebody can say it's worth this and you can ask for something else, but ultimately you're coming to a market value. What are they willing to, to let it go at? What are you willing to buy? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, they might be charging way too much. You might be asking lower, but at the end of the day, once both parties make the decision, you're good to go. Yeah, every dollar counts. So this is what I mean. So I I get people, you know, making comments all the time when somebody will say, you know, how about four dollars? And then I'll go, how about three? And they're like, all right, fine, three, right? And people are like, you're such a cheapskate, you're scum, da da da. That's only a dollar. Think of it this way: if I'm making at the least, at the least, five hundred deals a year at garage sales, and I let that dollar go. That's $500. Not only is it $500, it's $500 of money I could have reinvested in something else that could have made me a lot more money. So I'm not just losing that dollar. It's opportunity cost. Okay. Yes. Yeah, opportunity cost. I'm losing a lot of money. Right. And again, like Mike said, 
if at a garage sale somebody's willing to sell it to you and you're willing to make a deal, they could say no. They could say, actually, I don't want to sell this to you. But it's business. And that's why you have to understand this happens in every single place that you buy from. You go to McDonald's, you go to Walmart, you go to the thrift store, anywhere you go, you're always agreeing on a set price and both parties are always winning. Okay. And and sometimes I get this and maybe Mike wants me to be quiet, but people are like, oh, well, you know, you're taking advantage of the situation here. We're in an evil, evil, evil. Yeah. We are in an evil world. <laughs> we're, we're in evil. We're on an even playing field. Everybody has access to cell phones. Everybody has access to research. And sometimes people just don't want to do the research. They just want to get rid of the stuff. Yeah, Or maybe they know the value. Like recently I sold some weights, not the dumbbells that I recently posted, but some other weights. And I probably sold them for, I probably lost 50 bucks on the sale of what I could have made. Right. Like he knew he was getting a good deal. He bundled a bunch together. I gave him a good deal. Well, why? Well, I was doing it on offer up is one guy buying four of my listings right? All at one time. So it's one, I don't have to worry about four different flakes, four different meetups and I get rid of it quicker. And it's, I'm moving my inventory here in the next few weeks. Anyways, I don't want to have to move all these weights a second time. So for me, it was like, sure, this guy is getting this below the current market value, but I'm still making a good Mm -hmm. profit and I'm fine with it. Right? So was it wrong for him to ask a little bit less? And we finally came to no, right? Like I was okay knowing that I actually lost some potential profit in the future because it was worth it for me. Right. And so people in garage sales, same thing. A lot of times they're willing to say, yeah, $4 would be great, but you know, I'll take three. Right. Like I just, I was going to throw that away at the end of the day if it didn't sell. Yeah. I mean, you're giving them money, right? Well, you're making a deal. All right. Next, make sure that you do not give the first number. And I know sometimes I get people that disagree with me because there's the other side of you anchor on a price. That's a last, re- not a last resort, but that is a technique. Yes. But it's not the best technique. I look at it like tools, right? Like, You've got two different tools. You've got a drill, right? That you can screw things in and out with. And then you got a screwdriver that you can screw things in and out with. Well, I'm going to use the drill every chance I get. Well, mm-hmm. if that doesn't work, if I can't fit it into a spot, I'll use the hand one and it takes quite a bit longer. Same thing with the anchor. So what we're talking about is don't give the first number. Let them give you the first number. So you could say like, well, how much for this? And sometimes they'll say like, well, I don't know. Like how much will you give me? And they want you to give the first number. Be quiet awkwardness is good. Yeah, give them that awkward silence. So if they give you a number, then you know where you can work down from. If they say, okay, $50 for this, then you can, all right, what about 30, right? But maybe you would have been willing to spend, you know, 45 right off the bat. You say 45, that's all you're going to get. But if they say 50, you're like, all right, now I know there's some room to work here. And stay quiet. Even if, I mean, we did this on a podcast before, didn't we do this? And it yeah, was super it was awkward. awkwardly quiet. But that's the thing. We were only probably quiet for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it was like, it's so awkward. Yeah, but if he, I've got a minute of just waiting and you're just standing there because it's going to be who speaks first, right? And it definitely helps. So, you know, you may be tempted while you while they're saying, well, what are you thinking? And I usually go like, well, I kind of, I you know, I don't have a set price at the moment. I was just wondering, you know, what you thought on this. And then they might push back again and they're like, well, what are you willing to pay for it? And go, well, it all, you know, I just want to know where you're at. Right. Yep. And and you can you can just keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. And I would never give the first number. I, I do as much as you can. I know a guy, one of my bosses, he got he uh went to uh, get a job and during that the end of the interview, they asked him what kind of salary you're looking for, and he refused to give the salary. Then they took him to dinner. The whole time during the dinner, they kept asking him, he refused to give it. He went home, they emailed him, he refused to give it. And guess what? He ended up being getting paid higher than everybody else in the location. Right. So 
And we have a whole whole segment on this and never split the difference by negotiation, but never give the first number. Now, if you do have to anchor, here's how you anchor, right? Oh, I like we're the, talk about I, this. I like the range anchor. I'll just I'll quickly give it. My favorite way to do it is let's say your low number is and this is this isn't the only way to anchor, but this is like my favorite way that was in never split the difference. So let's say you're wanting to spend at most thirty dollars for this item, right? And they're not giving you a number. They're not giving you a number. And you're like, I, if I can get this for thirty dollars, I'm at a good deal. Then you tell them, I could probably do ten to thirty, right? Like when you do that and you give them that range, like I was thinking I could probably do ten to thirty on this. Then of course they're not going to say, well, I'll give it to you for ten. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then they might say like, all right, I can do 30. Cause in their mind, they're seeing this big difference and they're going to want the bigger number. And it does psychological things to them. Or you can maybe say, I was thinking 10 to 25. And then maybe they come back, well, what about 30? And you're like, uh, all right. Right. And then you do it there. So you can even anchor a little lower than that, that, that max number you're wanting to go to. But uh, given that range is super helpful. I've used that so many times um, on, on offer up a lot of times when, when again, people, if I'm trying to bundle a bunch of stuff together, um, or, or if they, they have a number, right. They're trying to sell something for 200 bucks. I'll come in with, will you go lower? Well, what's your offer? Um, I was thinking, I was thinking like 75 to 120, right? Well, of course they're going to be like, well, I'm not taking 75, but one, it, it works. It works. And it just does. It's psychological. It's, it's magic. But it's last resort. It's woo woo. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it if you, ha- if you don't have to. <laughs> okay. All right. And then the last thing is don't be specific, right? Don't go. You know, how much are you willing to sell this iPad generation four with free Wi-Fi and whatever? <laughs> like, you don't want to do that. Now, again, I, whenever we share this on social media, people are like, oh, you're trying to manipulate. Here's the thing. It's theirs. Like, if they should know by now what they have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, don't go like, hey, how much for this vintage 1994 Chicago Bulls satin starter jacket? Like, don't do that. You just say, how much for this jacket? Or how much for these items, right? Because in the end, if you start getting really specific, right, then then they begin to go like, oh, this person really wants it. They know what this is. Oh, maybe there's some value here. You want to remove any of that from the negotiation. So do not be specific in the negotiation. And the last part, I didn't put this here. Sometimes you got to walk away, right? If, if, it, if, it, if you're at a garage sale and it's like you see eBay, you know, listing prices on stuff, you still might be able to work with it, but sometimes you'll get the gist that like when something, when you say how much for this and the price is like obnoxious, it may be time to go, right? Don't belabor the point and say they're too long. All right. Before we get to our next segment, I do want to talk about uh, on social media, the fact that you can follow us on social media and see some of our garage sales on Saturdays. I love posting this on Saturday. It's, it's one of the highlights of my week because I love teaching people how to do garage sales because I do believe it is one of the best ways to get that side hustle going at a very low cost. So if you haven't yet, you can also, uh, you can always follow sauce, uh, uh, follow sauce. Did I say follow sauce? Yeah, you can follow sauce. You know, you can follow you can sell Taco Bell sauce. Yeah. You could, you could do all kinds of stuff if you wanted to. <laughs> right. I mean, look, we're not your parents. You could do whatever you want. So follow us on social media. We are PSL podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Appreciate all of you that have been following us on TikTok. It keeps growing there too. So thank you. Uh, we'll be posting there more. Also, we are PSL cast on Twitter and on clubhouse. 
you can always give us a call 619-738-1170 619-738-1170 somebody during the podcast left us a, a voice message of a hustle of the week that we're gonna have to share next time so alan thank you for dropping that and we will share that you can also shoot us an email pierce podcast at gmail.com that's pierce podcast at gmail.com i will say make sure you're patient with us because you know Think about all the social media places, the emails, the phone calls. It does take us some time to get back to, but we do want to get back to you. Also, uh, if you want to uh, talk to us about, sorry, I got an offer and I'm trying to get to my offer. Is that bad during a podcast? Mike just Look, gave me we're, the stare. We're, we're businessmen. You know, we got to, we got to do business. Right. We're, we're teaching people how to business and we're, we're doing business at the same time. One dollar. That's what I get. That's what I get Hey, for doing this during the podcast. Yeah. You can't, you can't be upset though. They're anchoring, right? <laughs> That's just an anchor. <laughs> the odds that I get a $1 offer. So you can't be that's, offended though. You know, I, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. It's business, that's right? Business. That's right. All right. Also, uh, Hey, thank you to all of you that have been leaving iTunes reviews. You did notice that there's, there was kind of a hiccup this last week, the podcast we're all shifted over, which is something that we've been wanting to do for a while. And this is why we're always talking about buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. We're trying to find ways to expand our audience, be able to get better sponsorship deals and create more YouTube videos. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go to buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle, and you could do a yearly membership for $5 a month. That's less than a dollar per podcast and YouTube drop that we end up, you know, making throughout the week and throughout the month. So really grateful. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. And also, also we are very grateful for iTunes reviews. We are the most recently podcast. Uh, I, we are the most reviewed iTunes reselling podcast out there. And we're grateful for all of you. So if you could drop us a review, we're always grateful for that. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And honestly, more than just the fact that it helps us with the algorithm, which you guys know how important that is, um, it, it keeps us going, right? Like it, it, when we see, when people leave comments, we read every single one of them uh, and, and it gives us hope and encouragement, you know, makes us feel like what we're doing is important. So thank you uh, for all of you guys who've done that. So, yeah. All right. So thank you. And again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. And always grateful for the help. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our. Yeah. This is, this is a segment that everybody enjoys, uh, mostly because not only is it a learning experience, but you get to listen to a cool jam. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right, hustlers. Let's talk about some hustles of the week. All right. So our first one comes from this episode, man. What? No, it's just, a, it's a good one. I, I love talking about garage sales. Like, yeah, garage sales are good. All right. So our first one, hopefully these come from garage sales. Did you, did you? No, no, no. Uh, I didn't take bummer. the time to do that. That's I'm right. sorry. Uh, so our first one is from Seth, IG handle at smart in seller. Uh, so was sourcing at the store that shall not be named. Dun, dun, dun. And came across a new package, VeggieTales, Larry Mobile, car and figure toy for $6. You ever watch VeggieTales? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love VeggieTales. They, they were like the first legit like 3D, what do you call it? Like like kind of around the time of Pixar. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Like computer animated? Yeah. 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 They were legit. Um, so listed and sold next day for $120 plus shipping. That's so awesome. Okay. So one, it just goes to show. Garage sales aren't the only way to make money. You can make money at thrift stores. Two, <laughs> uh, look for things that have a, a cult following, right? VeggieTales actually is like- cult no, it does. So VeggieTales is re-releasing some new things. Um, they're kind of like coming back. Oh, are they really? I yeah. didn't know that. No, they are. They're releasing some My new stuff. My kids are too old to know that. Um, but yeah, VeggieTales does have a, a cult following, especially in um, in certain Christian communities. And um, 
And by the way, we're not trying to throw shade. We're Christians ourselves. So yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I liked VeggieTales, um, you know, but uh, they're, they're actually entertaining for adults too to watch them with your kids because they have some funny jokes in there. That's true. Uh, but uh, so VeggieTales, uh, I bought for my son one of the first books we bought him because my wife really, really liked reading to this to the some kids that she nannied for. Uh, I was like a learning your your alphabet with uh, Larry and Bob, who's a VeggieTales book. And we bought it used, I think, on eBay because uh, we couldn't find it new in the store anywhere. And the person didn't tell us that on the front, this was given as a gift to somebody as like a gag gift because it must have been somebody named Larry or somebody named Bob. And so in the front cover and like the first two pages, people like from their party signed it. And it was oh like my. the most obnoxious and the most like crude thing. So we bought this like Christian alphabet what? kids book and it was like, you know, blank you, Larry. Oh Hope my. you have a good blank and birthday, you blank blank. And I'm like, well, um, let's rip these this pages story out. This cannot be made up. What let's, is this? Let's rip these pages out before we read this to my son. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Know. So, good job, Seth. IG handle, smart and seller for your VeggieTales sign. Wow, what a story. That is, that's one for the ages. All right. So next one comes from a repeat hustle of the week individual, Brian, IG handle. So I'm going to spell it out. J-A-E-G-E-R-R-E-C-L-A-M-A-T-I-O-N. So Jaeger Reclamation. Jaeger Reclamation. That's what I thought, but I just want to make sure I was right on that. So he's been focusing on, on hard goods due to Osborne to Thrift, which we, if you haven't caught our episode, it was an awesome episode uh, interview that we had. Actually, it's our last interview that we had. It's about a month and a half ago or so. So check it out. So he does a lot of hard goods. So uh, Brian came across an interesting device and his profit sensors started pinging. Kind of like spidey senses. Yeah. Ding. Okay. So I did some research immediately and learned that the handles on the device alone sold for $75. Nice. Purchased at the thrift store for $13.95. Did more research on Terapeak, which you should be using that tool. Check out our Terapeak video. By the way, we keep plugging our stuff. All right. And discovered they sold for more with manuals. Purchased manuals on eBay for $70. So that's a pretty hefty investment, mm -hmm. right? You spent $13.95 and you're willing to spend $70. But this is why. He sent offers late at night and sold a Rife Machine Energy Wellness working with manuals for $595 plus ship. Ooh, that is. Good. Now, in case you're ever wondering, like, hey, how can I see a visual of this? Go to these IG handles, right? Because yep. if you go to them, you'll be able to see them. And just type in uh, hashtag hustle the week on Instagram and that'll help you find these also. And so follow. Yeah, follow it for sure. Um, and you know what? I'm going to ask. Uh, maybe this is a big ask for me. Um, I didn't talk to Arlando about this, but when you use that hashtag, also use like hashtag parasol podcast or tag us in it because, uh, it's growing, it's getting really big. And, uh, I feel like this is part of the pure hustle podcast community and I don't want it to, to, to like go away and become something other people are using for hustles of the week that ends up not being even necessarily resale related. Yeah. We have some random posts. Up yeah. There. So let's, let's keep it resale related and let's, uh, let's bring it back to pure hustle podcast. So hashtag hustle of the week hashtag Pure Hustle Podcast or at Pure Hustle Podcast. And uh, that way, when people see it, they recognize like, oh, this is this is what the the, the hashtag is for. Yeah, so, nice. Um, oh, do you have more? You no, want no, to send that one? no. Okay, so uh, one thing I, I just, was, I'm just astounded at the fact that 1395 into 595. And if you look at the, it's like something I would have just passed up. So hard goods, definitely take a look. Good job, Brian. Yeah, I know. Hard goods can be great. I, I can imagine um, everybody should in the comments tell us what their uh, profit, their, their profit sense is. Uh, sound or work like, but I can just imagine it's like ching, 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 as you get closer. And then finally, when you see the item, it's like ching, and it's just the eBay sound. So like hot and cold, you know, that's, that's, that's 
I bet how my profit sensor works. There we go. All okay. right. So our next one comes from Tony, IG handle at fine dot in dot frugal so fine and frugal uh came across a colorful sealed gift box set of rubber stamps with puppies and castles and found it at a thrift store and these were by lisa frank so picked it up for 359 and sold on ebay for 95 96 plus shipping so a couple things i want to say here one that's great. I mean, that, that's a, that craft section of the the re, uh, thrift stores oftentimes are overlooked. People aren't looking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's because a lot of that stuff is junk. But if you know what you're looking for, things like this, unique stamps. Um, I mean, that's a bolo, right? Look for Lisa and Lisa Frank stamps. Yeah, the win is Lisa Frank. So if you don't know about Lisa Frank, is like the, her binders, money. Like mm-hmm. from the 90s, 80s, used money. It's super bright. It's super colorful. Look it up. Like Trapper Keepers from the, remember those Trapper Keeper mm-hmm. binders? Those are money too. So Lisa Frank is definitely a bolo brand to keep an eye out for. Yeah. So check out Lisa Frank. And the other thing that I liked is uh, the price, ninety five ninety six. Yeah, that's true. I didn't notice that. No, that's, I mean, I'm sure Separates that's- you. Yeah. ninety five ninety six. That's That's doing something there. I think that's great. Um, all right. So, uh, Orlando, what's your, uh, what's your hustle? So my hustle is, I talk about this, I think a lot. I used to be scared to talk about buckles cause I thought it was like my niche and I didn't want, you know, as our audience grew, it's like, Oh no, what if I throw it out there? And, and here's the thing. Buckles are like anything else. They're like shoes. They're like ties, which ties, there's not any money I think in ties right now, unless you find really nice ones, you know, Hawaiian shirts, whatever. It's hard to find the right ones that are valuable. So during the pandemic, we, we, well, I guess it's still happening. I don't know. At least in California, I think it is. And so uh, we had, you know, we had to source on eBay. And one of the things I was sourcing a lot of was buckles. And I learned that you can bundle just like you can at a garage sale on eBay. So I came across this listing and the person had 15 buckles here. And then they had another listing of 15 and another one of 20, whatever. And I messaged him. I said, Hey, is it possible that you can create one listing and I'll buy all 77 buckles that you have? And they're like, Oh sure. You know, cause they want to offload now 360. I think if I had added what they were going, what they wanted for it, I probably was able to cut the price in half. Mm. I think they were trying to get like 720 in total. So I paid 360 and it was free shipping too, which was kind of crazy. Like I just, at this point in time, you know, I threw out the number. I anchored on this one because the price was already there. They already told me what they wanted, right? So this is why I threw it out. And I also said, hey, by the way, this is all at one time. You won't have to worry about this. And I also knew that they were like, these were items that they picked up from an estate sale and they didn't know much about it. Mm. So I was like, you know, I can make a deal here. Pay $360 for 77 buckles. I have been selling those buckles since then, since this was August of 2020. I've made close to $1,000 net on all these buckles and these buckles are interesting. So they're occupational buckles, some of them. So they'll, they'll be like plumber. And in the back it has like plumbers are a great part of American society and hmm. da, da, da. And so I've had, you know, a sheet metal worker, machinist, like you name it, all these different occupations. And it took a little bit for them to sell, but in this last month I've been selling a lot of them over and over and over again. So out of the 77 buckles, I think I've sold about half of them and I've already made 1K net profit. So be willing to do the eBay arbitrage, be able to, you know, just take the time to learn about niches. And again, make sure to bundle those deals even on eBay and you can make a decent profit. Yeah, that's great. Um, so mine, I talked about this in a story on our Instagram, or not Instagram, our podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago 
where I talked about picking up that stuff on the side of the road. Right, where oh, I picked yeah, up like yeah. that that navy oh, equipment, yeah, like stuff. sonar thing. Then I picked a bunch of like vintage sound equipment. Right, like it's like old school like audio, so you can make sine waves and synth waves and all those things. But it's like Heath Kit, I think, is what it's called. The product, anyway. So the the big item it was pretty heavy. It was like sixteen pounds. This box, and it was like looked like a sonar thing. And I plugged it in. It turned on, but I had no way of testing like if it works or not. So listed it as uh, turns on untested four parts and I, I got it for free I picked it up on the side of the road and it's and you sold. waited right to make sure it was free yeah i made sure and uh it sold for like just over a hundred dollars now could i have maybe waited and gotten more because it sold within like 24 hours of listing it but the thing is they offered my here's my my thought process and i could be wrong so a lot of times when something sells really fast you think did i did i not put it up high enough. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But if you list something for $120 and then somebody gives you a $90 offer or an $80 offer, oh, then okay. my, my thought process with that is, okay, I didn't know what it's worth. I listed it kind of high. Somebody came in with a little bit lower offer. If they knew that this thing was worth $10,000, they would have just bought it right away. Right. So I'm, maybe I, I didn't list it high enough. Maybe I could have got more, but I didn't have to wait. I took the deal. Uh, I, I think I came back with like a little bit more in their first offer. But my mindset was if this was way underpriced, then it would have sold instantly. Right. Because if you saw something that you knew was worth a ton of money and it was undervalued, you just buy it. That you, is wouldn't, true. you wouldn't be that's haggling it. Because what if somebody buys it out from underneath you? So that's just my mindset on that. And my thought also was it was free. So maybe I could have gotten an extra 20, 30, $40 on it, but maybe I'd also be sitting with this 16 pound uh, piece of equipment for years, right? So <laughs> to me, it's like, get rid of it. It's done. And I made profit. So uh, anytime you can turn free 90 free into uh, into hundred bucks, that's, that's a hustle. No, that is a hustle. And you have several other pieces left. Yep. How many pieces do you think you have left in total? Um, He's looking at them right now. Like seven. Can we, can we show one on the podcast right now? Yeah. And they're probably only like, these ones are probably only going to make me like 30 or 40 bucks, but. All right. This is a first that we're stepping away from our desk. Oh, there you go. This one's a little bit smaller. So if you haven't been watching us on the YouTube, wait, we didn't say that. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell notification, and then you'll be able to see this awesome. What is that called? So this one is an RF signal generator. Uh, And so I'm not hundred percent sure what it does, but I plugged it in and it turns on. And so that's how I list it is, uh, is. Turns on, untested for parts, right? There you go. And it was free. That's what's, that's what's just, it's incredible. You're already a hundred plus in profit. So yeah. Hey, thank you to all of you that shared your hustle of the week. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, Tony. All right. Now we're talking about on the road. But before we do that, you want to look smooth when you're on the road. Yeah, you got to look really good at it because appearance is really important. Now, I'm a fan of dressing down, but that doesn't mean that you don't have good hygiene. Yeah, I think I think you should always dress your your best. Um, not for and, sales. Oh yeah, and um, well, not like Sunday best, but I think you should. I think you should look like the the best version of your garage sale self you can be. <laughs> um, okay. But um, yeah, one of the things is having proper hygiene and grooming, and uh, one of the best ways to groom is uh, skull shavers. In fact, I was at a, a gas station today, uh, filling up propane because I have to fill up propane like every couple of weeks for my, my trailer. Cause that's how we get our heat and all that. And this guy walks up to me and he's talking to me about my beard and stuff. And he's a, was a bald guy too. And he's like, yeah, you know, the, the bummer is it's been so much time. He said, he goes, when I shave my head in the shower, it takes like 30 minutes. And my girlfriend's always mm-hmm. mad. Like what's taking you so long in there. And I kind of just laughed and I'm like, man, it's like 
30 seconds for me to do my head with my skull shaver. So did if you give him the promo code, I, I didn't like I didn't want to have this conversation with this guy at the time. I'm trying to like get my propane and stuff. Uh, but uh, but yeah, skull shaver. It's 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 been a lifesaver. It's so fast. I, I, I feel like I my confidence is always up because I look my best every day instead of when I used to only like use a rate or not a razor, but like clippers on my head, like once a week, there was like two days where I liked the way my head looked. And then like four days where I didn't right now it's so fast. It's so easy. I I've, I actually, I plugged it in for the second time. It's getting its second charge since we've been, uh, nice. since we've been pushing skull shaver. So use our promo code, go to skullshaver.com. use promo code pure. You're going to get a good discount. P U R E. That's right. I'm glad you spelled pure. Just hey, in case. You, just, you never know. That's right. It could be like pure water filter, you know, which is still P U R E. No, there's no, e. oh, it's P U R. Huh? Yeah. See, that, that's why. Pierre. So, all right, it's Promo code pure. Now we're going to be talking about what you do when you're on the road again. All right, the first thing is use the golden hour effectively. Now, that may change depending on what part of the country you're at. Now, Mike and I might disagree. For me, the golden hour in San Diego is about, it's about a golden hour and a half. It's 7 to 8.30. Right. That's that like about right. That's like prime time garage sales. You don't want to slow down at garage sales. You don't want to use a restroom somewhere. You don't want to get gas. You want to keep going to garage sales because that's prime time. That's when either A, they're about to open, B, they just open. And that's when you can get the maximum amount of inventory. So along with that, make sure you're not staying too long at a garage sale. You can be now if you're first starting, right? You're gonna spend a lot of time on your phone and research, and that's totally fine. But if you're at a place and after a while you're not finding a deal, don't keep you know, it's not like a thrift store where you don't find a deal and sometimes you feel like you need to keep looking and looking and looking until you find that score. I say it's different at garage sales. If you don't find a score within the first couple of minutes, it's time to just roll. Yeah, it's called sunk cost. And a lot of people have a hard time understanding this economic process. And essentially, um, it, and I don't have a great analogy at the moment, but let's say you you spent $30 on something, a product, and it didn't work. And so you spend 10 more dollars trying to fix it and it still doesn't work. And then you're like, well, I might as well spend another $20 on this product because I've already put $30 into it, right? And, and it doesn't work that way. You can't the money you've already spent is already gone. If you wouldn't spend another 20 or $30 in the first place to get this item, then don't think about the money you've already spent. It's sunk cost. You never get that money back. The same thing with time. If you've spent 10 minutes at a garage sale and you haven't found something, and we we end up struggling with that feeling of sunk cost uh, or not being able to understand sunk cost and think, well, I've already given up, th- I've already spent this much time, so I might as well spend another five minutes looking for something because otherwise that 10 minutes was a waste. Well, if you spend five more minutes, now you've wasted 15 minutes. But if you get in your car and you leave, that, that that time is gone no matter what. Don't waste more of it. All right. So I, I did say next, don't stop for breakfast or any stops, but I think we've pushed that enough. All right. So, okay. So uh, be willing to cut out locations from your track. And this is what I mean. So, you know, you plan your route, like we had suggested in the first point and you have everything going and you're looking at your clock and you spent like, let's say you made a major deal in your first stop. You spent about a good half hour, 40 minutes. Now, when you plan the trial, and I wish we had said this earlier, but you should have like little keywords as to what's at each location, right? So I'll put like Legos or video game consoles or whatever. So I identify, you know, what's at these locations so I, I can remember what I'm looking for when I'm there. But let's say, you know, you look and you have a couple that says randomness or one, it's like oh, clothing, but I don't want to pick up clothing, whatever. Be willing to cut some of those out. Right. Because you may say, I need to stick to this route. But if you already spent half an hour at one, 20 minutes at another, 
that golden hour, like you're missing out on opportunity by saying, Hey, I'm just going to stick to my route. Even though you look at your route and there's probably more profitable items on a couple more garage sales later on that you're going to hit like an hour later, be willing to cut some of those out, be, be willing to pivot and just say, you know what? I'm not going to spend time at these anymore because it's already getting close to eight 30, close to nine, whenever your golden hour ends, I'm just going to end up just going to the other ones. And you'll find that most of the time, that's the right call. And by the way, you can't, you know, have this mindset of like, oh no, I don't know what I missed out. Hey, you just got to go. Just got to go. Would you disagree with that? Are you good with that? No, I think that's good. Okay. And then the last one is make sure you finish the route. Okay. Cause I can't tell you how many times I showed up at garage hill at nine 30 in the morning, 10 in the morning. I've even at 11 in the morning. I miss those days. I haven't gone to garage sale until noon for a long time. Mm. Just because we haven't had a lot. There was a time where I could go garage sale into the noon hour and I was still good. But I've had such major scores at the end of the route. Right. And, and the advantage of having those major scores at the end of the route, too, is that people are maybe closing up. It's the end of the garage sale. And maybe you're able to get a far better deal than if you try to buy it seven. Right. Because usually this is a line I get sometimes. I'll show up and they're like, well, if none of this sells, I'll, I'll end up donating to the thrift store, mm. right? If you hear that, man, you're you're in for a good deal. Anything you wanted to add to that one? No, I think that's great. I've had a lot of a lot of my big finds have been later. Um, I still think that you're going to do much better in the the golden hour. Oh, right? agreed. Or but, even early. Yeah. So you're going to do much better then. However, the return on time is a little less. But it's it's still sometimes it's just a crapshoot, right? Like you, you never know what's going to be in there. Sometimes it's someone didn't dig deep enough in this box or maybe you're into a niche that other people just don't know enough about. I can't tell you how many times I find something. I can't believe nobody picked this up. Well, that's because I see how many resellers come and they say, you got any jewelry? You got Nintendos? Yeah. And then they drive away and it's like, you got Legos? And they drive away and it's like, well... If you would have looked, you would have seen that they've got this uh, all the this this pretty amazing GPS phone, which uh, is going to sell for a hundred bucks, and I picked it up for four. Right, like that stuff happens. So be willing to go out there, and like Orlando said, um, I'm actually have never done it before, but I, I really want to at some point try going to garage sale Sunday later and just offering to buy out everything. No, Sundays then, are a good day. We haven't talked about that, but I've had some major scores because there's hardly any competition on Sundays. Yeah. Well, and again, because everything is, our, and that's the other thing too, is you got to think of like the psychology of this. So if you're, if you're the one having the the garage sale and a bunch of stuff sold on Saturday, you had a bunch of people and you're like, well, tomorrow's going to be just as good. Then tomorrow comes and there's barely anybody coming to buy stuff. And you're looking at all this stuff and you're like, well, I guess none of it's going to sell. Anybody showing interest in your stuff, you're like, yes, yes, yes. I just want to sell, right? Like they've just had a high from Saturday of selling things. And so they're going to be maybe willing to make those deals. Agreed. I I just, there's so much opportunity out there on garage sales. You don't want to miss if If you're just starting on reselling, you're like, where'd I start? I would say garage sales. If, you know, you're kind of getting burnt out and you're kind of tired of reselling and going to thrift stores, or maybe you've been doing pallet life. Go back to garage sales for a little bit. They'll energize you. It is, in my opinion, the best ROI out there for the amount of time and money you will spend. And it will definitely get you energized because it is such an awesome treasure hunt. And with that, go. And so with that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.